You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. I'm excited today because we get to launch our spiritual emphasis for 2017. And uh, it's all about God taking us to another level. In fact, in your bulletin, you may have gotten some invite cards. This is, we created a, a few thousand of these. So if you want to take a handful, there's some at the tables in the back and in the foyer. You can invite your friends and family. You can ask them the question, are you satisfied with where your spiritual life is at? And once again, hopefully, their answer, as your answer is, no, I'm not satisfied. I want my spiritual life to go to another level. This is what to another level is all about, and you can invite them to some very special next-level events happening at Fortress Church. So grab a hold of some invite cards. Why are we doing this? Well, oftentimes people ask me, as a pastor of Fortress Church, what is God saying to Fortress Church? And as a pastor, I have to be sensitive to that. And literally a few months ago, the Lord just started pouring some things into my spirit, and I had to say, okay, Lord, let me start writing this down ended up to be this book called To Another Level. So if, if you were to ask, what is God saying to Fortress Church? What is God doing at Fortress Church? Well, here's your answer right here. God is taking us to another level. It's all about Ephesians, the Ephesians 4 model for spiritual growth. Well, let me give you a synopsis. It's found in verses 11 through 16 of Ephesians 4. Join with me in reading this. And as we read this, I want you to I want you to see two important things, ministry and maturity, ministry and and growth. Listen to the core of what Paul is saying here. It says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip, somebody say equip, his people for works of service. Somebody say works of service. So that the body of Christ, who's the body of Christ? The church may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, there's that word mature, and attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow There's that word grow again, to become in every respect the mature, there's the word mature, body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Wow. Are you getting the gist of what the scripture is teaching us? The Ephesians 4 model for spiritual growth. There's so much truth in these five short verses about growth, about maturity, and about service and ministry. They all go hand in hand. This is what To Another Level is all about. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. I thank you, Lord, that you do a fresh work in our lives. We give you the glory and praise, and we just thank you that we can come together even today and uh, just enjoy your presence and be challenged to take our spiritual life to another level. Speak to us through your word in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, you do what you need to do. Amen. You may be seated. I love it when God does new things. 
And one of the new things that God is doing is he's challenging we as a church to not be satisfied with where our spiritual life is, but rather take it to another level. And we're going to talk about how there's different ways we can experience spiritual growth. This is one of many ways. And we're going to be talking about this in, in, in a great way. Now, we mentioned a while ago that we had a great weekend of ministry. And by the way, I want to thank those of you who went to the Eastside Outreach. Brenda and I were in Houston at the Cleansing Stream Retreat, so it couldn't be here in San Antonio. But so many of you donated to, uh, to, be, to give to the 200 boys and girls. We, we had a backpacks full of school supplies. We blessed them. I saw some pictures. Once again, we weren't there, but it was a great time of ministry. Thank you so much. But also at the Cleansing Stream Retreat, some people say, well, Pastor Andy, hadn't you been there before? Yes. This was only my seventh time at a Cleansing Stream Retreat. And somebody asked me, why are you going again? I said, because you know what? I, I want to hear from God again. You know, it, it, does anybody know what I'm talking about? I, we can say, I pray, praise God for when God spoke to me five years ago. Amen? But does anybody want to hear from God today? Does anybody want a fresh word from God today? That's what we're talking about here. And, and you know, yesterday, uh, we, God gave us a, a fresh word, a great word to do cleansing stream on our drive back. We're in North Houston, so it was about a four-hour drive back to San Antonio. Brenda and I, we, we didn't even turn on the radio, right? We just, we just talked the whole time. And I was sharing, this is what God is speaking to me. And she was sharing, well, this is what God is speaking to me the whole time. This is what God is imparting to our lives. And I love it because God is giving us a fresh word for today. It doesn't mean that we, that we neglect what God said in years past, but God is doing something fresh and new today. Amen? And what is God saying to Fortress Church? Well, God is talking and encouraging every single one of us to not be satisfied with our spiritual life, but take our spiritual life to another level. So what's the spiritual emphasis all about? Some of you may have this invite card in your hands. Let me just give you a brief synopsis, because in the back... It talks about the different next-level events. These are some things that are happening over the next few weeks. First of all, we mentioned the August 19th relationship reality. This is how we're going to take an assessment to understand this is how God created me, especially for you married couples. You should know how God created you, but also your spouse, so that you can relate to each other better. The women's rally, My Heart Belongs to You, on the 20th, 6 p.m. We're going to have a corporate prayer time on the 27th. On September the 2nd, it's a Saturday. We're calling it Servant Saturday. We're going to minister to people in our community. We're going to bring our lawnmowers. We're going to bring our edgers and weed eaters. We're going to do free lawn service. We're going to be a servant to our community. We're not going to take a penny from anybody. We've done this before, and we'd love to do that. How many know we are called to serve the people around us? Amen. Love for you to join us for that. September the 3rd, we're doing the Under the Bridge Outreach. September the 9th, our Eastside Outreach Block Party. September the 10th, we're going to have a great ministry fair here at, at, at our Sunday morning. Then September 17th is Back to Church Sunday. All across America, it's Back to Church Sunday on September 17th because we're encouraging people who have been missing church and not going to church to come and show up here at church on a Sunday morning, and we're going to have a great message of salvation that Sunday morning. So I want you to be prepared to invite your friends on that particular, well, you can find your friends any, any time, okay? But on that one, they're going to hear a message of salvation on September 17th. Then September 23rd is ministry training day. Some of you say, God's calling me. I want to get, 
I want to serve as on the first impressions team. I want to serve in the men's ministries or women's ministries or, or in, the, in the KB Kids. or I want to serve on the worship team. Wherever, wherever God leads you to serve, we're going to have a day of ministry training, especially in the area of connect groups. How is God calling us to lead and serve in connect groups? And then September 24th, 10 a.m., we're going to have a 10 a.m. worship on September 24th. It's Victory Sunday 2017. Our special guest will be Evangelist Ronald Rhodes. But on that Sunday, don't come in at 11.01. Don't come in at 11.05, right? Church starts on the 24th of September at 10 o'clock, right? How many of you are awake by 10 o'clock, right? You better be, okay? Okay, all right. Just checking. A lot of good things happening during our spiritual emphasis. When you were a child, let me ask you a question. Did your parents ever make you stand against the doorframe of your bedroom and, and mark on the wall to mark how tall you are? Any, anybody have, or maybe you're a parent and you did that to your kids. And then a year later, they would do the same thing, and then you would compare how much you've grown from one year to the next. How many of you did that? You, how many of you used to have walks in the door frames of your house or maybe uh, in your garage? You, you mark your growth. And that's pretty cool because you are able, if it's there long enough for a number of years, you're able to see your growth progress over the years. And it's pretty cool to see that. I wish we had this kind of scale spiritually to know this is how much we are growing spiritually. And it's not. Our spiritual growth is more subjective, and I understand that. It's not something tangible or physical that we can see. But I do believe we can experience spiritual growth. Question, on a scale of 0 to 10, how would you rate your spiritual life? 0 meaning you have yet to place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, 10 meaning that you're perfect. And can I tell you something? None of us in this room are perfect. So on that scale of 0 to 10, where would you place your spiritual life? Well, Anywhere you place yourself on that scale, I'm going to tell you this. There's room to grow. There is room to grow. If you, if you place yourself, if you say, well, I'm about a 2.7, there's room to grow. If you consider yourself about a 5, there's room to grow. If you consider yourself a, a, an 8, wow, there's still room to grow, even though that, that's pretty high, okay? There's always room to grow. I've always told the Lord that, you know what, I've got a long ways myself to grow. I am so far from perfect, but one of the things that drives me is I want more of God. I want to grow more. I want to learn more. That is me. Question, have you ever looked back on the years of your life and maybe realized, man, I did some pretty dumb things back then. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe it was 20 years ago when you were a teenager. Man, did I do that? That was pretty stupid of me to do that. And you look back, any, any, don't, don't raise your hand. You probably look back and say, man, that was pretty dumb of me to do that. Probably the reason you have that perspective today is because you've matured. You're more mature today. Back then you didn't realize that that was a pretty dumb thing for you to do. But today you realize, you know what, <laughs> I, I, I'm much smarter now. I'm more mature now. And I think... Um, I wouldn't do that again. Probably all of us in this room have had that kind of experience. Why? Because we've grown. We've matured in our life. And sometimes we mature, sometimes, uh, but I want to make it clear, it's not necessarily because of our age. 
Because sometimes people grow old, but they don't necessarily grow up. Hmm. Just something to think about. Dr. Ed Cole gives this quote, and I love this. He says, maturity doesn't come with age. It comes with accepting responsibility. Hmm. Good, good quote. Throughout the book, To Another Level, I, I have oh, a little over 70 To Another Level lessons to help us understand the growth process. Here's one of the To Another Level lessons. When I look back and see where God has brought me from, I am grateful to him but I still have much more to go. Recently, I ran across an article that caught my attention. The man, his name is Derek McLellan. And back in 2014, what did Derek do? He found some Viking treasures over near Scotland. And somehow, someway, he came across these treasures that today, I heard recently, they totaled the treasures worth 1.9 million pounds. Now, I I should have looked at how does that interpret to dollars. I just know it's a lot. Okay? It's a lot. 1.9 million pounds? Uh, It's a lot of money. Maybe somebody can help me out there and interpret how many dollars that is. Well, how did he come across this? Now, when I read the article, he said something quite unique. He says, well, I I took my, my metal detectors and I took all these equipment He says, I had the right equipment, and I knew where to look. That kind of jumped out at me. He said, I knew where to look. Today, he's a millionaire. Why? Because he had the right equipment, and he knew where to look. And the reason that article intrigued me is because I started thinking, how many of us, in a spiritual sense, want to find these treasures of God? And what do we need? We need the right right equipment, and we need to know where to look. Well, I'm talking about the Bible. We need the Lord. We need the Bible. If we're going to unearth some spiritual truths and grow spiritually, we've got to know where to look. We've got to know where to look. And and when we talk about spiritual growth, I started looking at Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, there was so much riches there that you and I can unearth so that we can understand what spiritual growth is all about. Actually, there are many ways to grow spiritually. The book is, that we just wrote to another level is focuses on the Ephesians 4 model. I don't want to say that's the only way to grow spiritually, so please don't misinterpret this. This is one way that oftentimes gets overlooked. What, one of the things that I mentioned in the book is there are six or more ways to grow spiritually. And we're not going to get into that today, but it is part of our Digging Deeper Notes. And if you would like to to get that, of course, Digging Deeper Notes, go a little further. There in the Connection Hub, you can see that. Our, our title is Six Ways of uh, Spiritual Growth. You can, you can get that back in our Connection Hub as, as well. But I think about spiritual growth, and it seems as though everybody has a different perspective. They have a different perspective. Well, this is how I grow, and that's all right. We're different. You know, for example, I get back to, to the, the growth. And maybe the place we can all start of is perhaps salvation. Salvation is a place to start. When we have our salvation, that could be maybe number one on the scale of one to ten as we grow. And then after that, baptism in water. H- have you been baptized in water? Some of you are not there yet. You haven't made that decision to make an outward confession of your inward commitment as an adult to be baptized in water. But that's a great step. 
and, and I jotted down, once again, this is not biblical, but I had a few people help me out with this, and I thought, okay, what are some ways we grow spiritually? Maybe overcome addictions. Maybe before we come to Jesus Christ, we're addicted by certain things, but when we overcome them, we grow spiritually. Daily devotions, wow, that's great. When we have daily time with the Lord, our spiritual growth rises to another level. Loving people, oh, that's a good way to grow. Becoming a church member, yeah, plugging into a church is important, okay? Joining a small group because there is spiritual growth right there. Are you involved in a small group? Is that part of your spiritual growth process? How about tithing? Some of us are there. Some of us struggle with that. We're just not there. I can't, I can't seem to give God the 10%. I'm, I'm just not there yet. Okay, that's all right. Not condemning you, but can we grow to that point? Can we take our spiritual life to another level? How about serving in ministry? When we serve, we, we uh, offer to God our, our gifts, our spiritual gifts. Bringing people to Christ. Are you bringing people to Christ? That's spiritual fruit. How about discipling others? In other words, it's about, you know, how are we helping others go to another level? How about living your strengths? Do you know what your strengths are? And are you living in your strengths? How about reaching your potential for the Lord? There's a lot of potential in this room, and I get excited about that. And I put at the top, leaving a legacy, leaving a godly legacy. Because when our life is said and done, you know what? Then uh, we can leave a, a legacy that honors God. What I see is a whole lot of potential. And when we talk about to another level, we're not here to condemn you if you're, okay, where are you on this scale of 1 to 10? And I'm, once again, this is subjective, and we're not judging anybody, but I do want to challenge you to take it up a notch. I'm being challenged to take it up a notch. I hope that you are as well. But when I see this, I see a whole lot of potential, and that's what we're going to be talking about to another level. How can I explain that? The best way I can explain that is using Abraham in the Old Testament. And I want to take a look at Abraham's life because Abraham was a man of faith. How many of you know that Abraham was known as a man of faith, the father of faith? And as we look at Abraham as an example, we're looking at our theme today from maintaining to maturing. I don't want us to stay on the level of maintaining. I'm not here to say you must maintain your spiritual life. No, maintain means plateauing. I'm challenging you to take it up a notch, to go to another level. Don't just maintain and keep everything on the, uh, on the down low. No, no, no. What to another level is about is going beyond maintaining and going to maturity. Abraham is a good example. If we were to look at Abraham's life, probably the foundation of his life is faith. So let's take a look at step number one is faith. He was a father of faith. In Genesis chapter 12, we, you can read that later, it says how God extended a covenant relationship with Abraham, and he began his walk with God by faith. He began to, to take steps of faith to honor God. Later on, you can read Genesis 12, Genesis 15, Genesis 17, and he made a covenant with God. He was a man of faith. Now, one of the things I notice in James chapter 3, verse 23 in summary of Abraham's life, I love this. The writer of James says, Abraham was God's friend. He was a friend of God. So I want to look at, all in all, he ended up to be a friend of God. Now, how many of you would like to be called a friend of God? That's me. I want to be called a friend of God. 
that God knows me and I know God so close that I would be his friend. But when I look at Abraham's life, I see a number of steps that he needed to take in order for his spiritual life to go to another level, to get to the point that he became God's friend. And this is one of many examples. Once again, how did he start this journey? By placing his faith in God. I believe all of us in this place are already at that place. I want to put my faith in God. I want to trust him. Now, one of the things that I notice here is that with every step that Abraham's going to take, God had a purpose for that particular season of his life. I want to walk through a few seasons of Abraham's life that took him to the point of being a friend of God. And the reason I say that's important because you also go through seasons of life. I go through seasons of life. And one of the two another level lessons is this. God has a purpose for each season of your life. And I believe this season that we are beginning today of spiritual growth, there's a purpose in it as well. So let's look at Abraham. One of the things that he did to take him to another, to take his spiritual life to another level is this, obedience. Obedience. Why do I say that? In Genesis 22, we see that uh, he takes Isaac to be sacrificed. You're probably familiar with the story. God tells Abraham, take your son, your only son, and sacrifice him. Abraham, he was a man of faith. What did he do? He obeyed God. That would be a very difficult task to do if God were to say, sacrifice your son. God, are are you sure? Are you you saying with you? I don't know if I could do that, God. But he did. And that took his spiritual life to another level. Faith to obedience. We have faith in God, amen? But do you obey God? That's taking faith to another level. And we see how God used Abraham's focus of obedience to take his spiritual life to another level. Now, I'm going I'm to keep on going up. The next, another step that I see Abraham took is godly legacy. And the reason I say that is because in Genesis, um, uh, in Genesis 17, Scripture tells us in verse 5, God tells Abraham, you will no longer be called Abram, but you will be called Abraham For I have made you a father of many nations. God changed his name. Why? Because God had a plan for Abraham's life. God wanted him to have a godly legacy. The word Abraham, or the name Abraham, he's a father of nations. That, my friend, is a godly legacy. Amen? That's a godly legacy. So once again, God was challenging Abraham, hey, it's time to go up to another level. Praise God for your faith, but you need to take it up. Praise God for your obedience, but you need to take it up. Are you willing to have a godly legacy? Now, there were many other steps. I'm just highlighting about five of them that Abraham took in order for him to reach the point of being a friend of God. But I I mean, Abraham took many steps with this. And with each step he took, it was a season of his life. He even made mistakes along the way. But yet he learned from those mistakes as he took his spiritual life to another level. Now, um, when we talk about godly legacy, here's one of the two another level lessons. Your goal in life should not be to live forever, 
but rather to create a legacy that will. It's important, okay? Now, what's another step? I'm going to say another step there is works. Why do I say works? Now, I want to clarify this because the Bible is very clear that we are not saved by works. We do not preach a salvation by works gospel. We are saved by the grace of God. Do I hear an amen to that? But works is the fruit of our faith. So when we, as Paul says in Ephesians 4, dedicate ourselves to works of service, that is the fruit of our faith in God. If we say, I have faith, but I never do anything for the kingdom of God, what, do we really have faith? You see, let's read James chapter 2, verse 20, because here James makes a reference to this important step of Abraham going to another level. James 2.20, you foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. Did you see what scripture says? His faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. That's pretty heavy there. It's great that we put our faith in the Lord, but James is saying, come on, you got to back it up. If your faith is genuine, then the fruit of your uh, the fruit of that is works. You're going to be doing something for the Lord. And it's the same premise that we read in Ephesians 4, the Ephesians 4 model of spiritual growth. Because in Ephesians 4, Paul talks about serving. He talks about ministry. That is the result of our faith in the Lord. So when Abraham went from faith to another level, to obedience, to another level, godly legacy, to another level, works, which is a fruit of all that, then the result was he became a friend of God. Are you seeing the different seasons of Abraham's life took him to the place where he wanted to be? He wanted to be a friend of God. What is your goal in life? Do you want more of God? Or are you satisfied by staying down low? I hope your answer is, I want more of God. I want more of God's presence. I do believe that God will take us there. But we've got we've to put our faith in action. We've got to be make-it-happen type of people. And I say that because one of the two another level lessons I have in the book is this. There are three types of people in our world. Those who watch things happen those who make things happen, and those who wonder what happened. (laughs) Don't be a what happened. Be a make it happen type of person. If you see somebody that needs ministering, minister to them. This is faith with works. And the more we do that, we go to another level, and we can be a friend of God. From maintaining to maturity. No more maintaining. I don't want to live in the maintenance mode in my spiritual life. I don't want to stay where I'm at. I want to grow. I want more of God. I want more of his presence. And I hope that describes you as well. If you rate your spiritual life on a scale, uh, let's just say a six, on a scale of zero to ten, 
Are you planning to stay there? Hopefully you're not planning to stay there. That's maintenance. That's plateauing. Hopefully you desire to progress in your spiritual maturity. So I close with three things as we prepare to launch our spiritual emphasis. Number one is this. Understand how God uniquely wired you. Understand how God uniquely wired you. You were created with a purpose. Like I said, with each season of your life, there's a purpose. Let me say that again. With each season of your life, you can even look back. The season of your life when you were growing up as a teenager, maybe as a young adult, maybe some of you are married now, whatever it is. Maybe God took you through a certain season of your life. God had a purpose for it. And it's all to take you to another level. But understand that God uniquely wired you with a purpose. He uniquely wired you with certain gifts and abilities. Once again, I'm so glad you're different than me. I'm so glad God created and wired you different than me. I said it earlier, life would be boring if all of us were the same. If all of us looked the same, if all of us ministered the same, if we were all gifted the same, life would be quite boring. One of the things God showed me when I was early on in my ministry as a pastor, I'm going to be honest with you, because I had a lot of growing up to do, still do. One of the things that I struggled with is when something was so clear and cut, and, and, and I, okay, Lord, this is pretty clear. But there would be other people who, who didn't see it that way. And I was thinking, Lord, why don't they see it? Lord, I don't understand. And, and, and God had to teach me that people are different. People are wired differently. People think differently. And I had to realize, you know, that's one of the lessons. We're all different. We learn differently. We grow spiritually differently. And praise God for that. We are gifted in different ways. But yet we're the body of Christ and we come together in unity. But God had to teach me many things. You know, God, it seems so, so clear. This is a no-brainer. But to someone else, they're just totally looking at it from a different perspective. Today, I value our differences. I, I value, I, I thank God that you're different than me, okay? I praise God for that. And we all have a purpose and, and a, have a lot of potential for the kingdom of God. Number two, understand that God has a vision for your life. That's potential. God has created you with potential. Sometimes I say you have potentiality, all right? Turn to somebody near you and say, you have potentiality. Now, that's not a word, but it's okay. For today, it's a word, okay? Now, when I see this, I can't help but go back to Ephesians chapter 3 that sets the stage for the Ephesians 4 model. And I want to read verses 16 through 21 in Ephesians 3 because I want you to see the potential of what God can do. It says this, And I pray that out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit of your inner being. So Paul is saying, I'm praying over you so that Christ, verse 17 says, may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all God's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Now, let me stop right there. That's a whole lot of Christ. Now, do you realize how big God is? And Paul is saying, I want you to see the potential. 
that you can have once you see how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Some people just get a little bit of God. You just give me a little bit of God. All they have is faith. Okay, I recited this prayer so that I can go to heaven. And they stay right there. They don't have a desire to grow. They just want a little bit of God. Paul would say, no, no, I want you to experience all of God. Do you realize, Paul says, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of God? And then he says in verse 19, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Remember last week we talked about knowledge Knowledge is good, but we need wisdom. Let's take it to another level. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of 50% of the fullness of God. No, it doesn't say that. Of all, somebody say all, all the fullness of God. When I read that, I'm thinking, Paul is saying, I want you to have all of God. If your spiritual life is a, is a three on a scale of one to ten, don't stay there. Paul is saying, I want you to experience all that God has for you. All that God has for you. This is what I want God to do in your life. So God wants you to have a vision. The question is, do you have a vision to go there? And number three, understand that ministry is a pathway to maturity. Ministry is a pathway to maturity. As we look at Ephesians 4, you're going to see, if you haven't seen it already, that Ephesians 4 is filled with references to ministry, serving, evangelism, disciples, all about ministry, and then it talks about growth and maturity. There is a direct correlation between ministry, you serving in God's kingdom, and your spiritual maturity. That's what Paul is saying. So when we walk through this spiritual emphasis for the next few weeks, and once again, I'm not going to preach exactly from the book, so don't think, well, I'll just take the book and read it, and then I don't have to come to church. No, no, no. (laughs) No, I'm going to make reference to it, but I'm not going to preach straight from the book. I'd love for you to be challenged in this, but I want you to know that ministry is a pathway to maturity. Okay? So if you're going to grow you need a plan, right? If you're going to grow spiritually, you need a plan. We at Fortress Church, God is saying, I want you to go through this plan, the Ephesians 4 model for spiritual growth. Are there other plans? Yes, there are. But this is what God is telling Fortress Church. I want you to walk through the Ephesians 4 model for spiritual growth. This is what God is speaking to me and to this church. I want to grow, and hopefully we can too. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. I'm not going to say that when we end this whole thing on September the 24th, the spiritual emphasis, that you're going to be a 10, because you're not. 10 is perfect. You're not perfect. You're not going to get there, okay? Only Jesus is perfect. But can we have some fun on that journey getting up there? Amen. We can learn, we can grow, and we're going to see what God has in store for us. And I'm I'm just excited about it. Here's what I want to tell you. Here's a to-another-level lesson. God knows where you are. He knows where you need to be. And he knows how to get you there. He knows how to get you there. Now, I want to say this. If you desire to grow, remember it takes two things. God's anointing and your actions. You've got to have the want to. You've got to want that spiritual growth. Because if you don't want it, if you don't want to grow, you're not going to grow. I'll tell you this right now. 
If you don't want to take your spiritual life to another level, it's not going to happen. It doesn't supernaturally, poof, there I am. I was a three and now I'm a seven. No. It takes work. It takes some effort on your part. When you do your part, God will do his part. And it's not going to happen overnight. Things that grow fast overnight, they're called weeds. Not good. Okay? It's going to take some time for you to be healthy. Okay? And we're going to take, at the end of our spiritual emphasis, no, I'm not going to say we're done. We're no more spiritual. No, it's going to keep on going beyond September 24th when we conclude this. Today, I'm challenging you. Don't be satisfied with just maintaining your spiritual life. I'm encouraging you to go from maintaining to maturing. Would you stand with me? I will say this as we prepare for a time here at these altars. I didn't cover this, but there are in the Digging Deeper notes. One of the ways that we grow spiritually is when we face trials. Some of you are here in God's house today and you're dealing with a major trial in your life. You're dealing with something that's challenging. I understand that. I look at it this way. It is one of many opportunities that God has given you to grow your spiritual life. We want to pray with you. We want to lift you up. We want to encourage you. We want to see you grow. But just know and understand that sometimes the the pain that we're dealing with today, the struggles, is just the way that God is saying, would you come closer to me? Would you draw closer to me? So for some of you, you're going to need some prayer in just a minute because you're going through a trial. That's part of your growth process. And we want to pray with you so that you would indeed grow, that we would learn lessons along the way. In just a few minutes, we're going to come to these altars. For right now, I would love, if, love it if you would repeat after me as we prepare ourselves here. Lord God Almighty, I am ready to take my spiritual life to another level. Thank you for creating me in a unique way and blessing me with specific gifts for use in your kingdom. I am not satisfied with where my spiritual life is at. I know I have room to grow. With the Holy Spirit's anointing, I can reach my potential for your glory. I thank you for growth lessons I learn with every trial and with every victory. I thank you for the church and small groups that serve to help my spiritual life grow. I also thank you for the lessons I have learned with each season of my life. May this season prove to be one of much maturity. When all is said and done, I desire to leave a godly legacy for generations to come. Amen. So be it. Can we give the Lord some praise right now? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? And for a moment, I ask you once again, I know I've asked this question before and I'll ask it again. Are you satisfied with where your spiritual life is at? I hope you are not. I hope you're ready to go to another level. God is speaking to you just as though God was speaking to me. Yes, he speaks to every single one of us. Now it's up to you and I to respond. First and foremost, have you taken step number one in spiritual growth? And that is, 
accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's a great decision. It's the greatest decision we could ever make. It's a great step. Is that you? Would you raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I'm going to live for him. Others of you, your next step is you need to be baptized in water. Maybe others of you, you need to join a small group. Whatever it is that God is challenging your heart. If you're going through a difficult time, can we look at this as a perspective of saying, God, I don't know what lesson there is in this mess that I'm in, but I know there's a lesson in here somewhere, and I want to learn. I want to grow to be closer to you. We're going to open up these altars. There are prayer partners to my right and to my left. We would love the privilege of praying with you, praying over you in the name of Jesus. We want to encourage you to take your spiritual life to another level. Would you join with me in finding a place of prayer? And this is your response because God is speaking to you. Let's find a place of prayer, can we? Once again, some of you are going through some very difficult times. We want to pray with you. We want to lift you up. You don't have to go through it alone. Thank you for listening to this audio podcast. Fortress Church is located in San Antonio, Texas, near Bandera and Pru Road. For more information, check us out at www.fortresschurch.org.